You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast. And on Twitter, Slow Ride Pod. Enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the 384th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim and I'm back in Orlando, Florida. Hey, this is Matt in Minneapolis. And this is Spencer in Massachusetts. Tim, I'm hesitant to admit it, but we've missed you here on the podcast. Uh, yeah, you know, I think we missed big, him. Big, big uh, shoes to fill, big clipless shoes to fill. The Boas, you know, they just couldn't get tightened down as much on the podcast there without you. Well, you guys did a fantastic job last week. I listened to the podcast um, over a couple hours stuck in Orange County, California traffic. I was, oh, I had my head listens. trained okay. looking for, uh, seeing Nauman out there training for the upcoming lifetime grand prix thing. Like oh, okay. just listening to the podcast going through you guys did a fantastic job. Right. Um, you did a, a heck of a job previewing an awesome weekend of racing at both E3 and Ghent Vilgum. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, at this point <laughs> I could see the writing was on the wall that you just don't need me anymore. No. I mean, I didn't want to come right out and say it, but I, I mean, I've, we've been getting some emails um, saying, you boys carry the show, um, little guy should have his own half-hour segment, um, <laughs> you know, we want to hear more about rail bikes, a lot, lot about rail bikes, the, the rail ra- bike scene is blowing up right now. So, I, let me get to the rail bikes part, because as <laughs> I was listening to the pod, um, I kind of came at it from like a... You know, let's say I was an outsider just listening to the podcast for the first time. You, you separated yourself from the pod. Yeah, and yeah, tried yeah. To I kind of get that thousand to, you know, foot view. Okay, it's kind of like right. when bike shop owners, you know, are instructed like, "Hey, you know, put, leave they your put shop on the fake and mustache and come yeah. in to buy a bike, <laughs> but come in through the front door." You know, usually uh-huh, you're coming yeah, yeah. in through the back door, and you never really get to see how your store looks. Um, yeah, so you know, I was listening. I mean, this Adam Shoop guy. Seems like the greatest person ever because little guy, you put up on the Instagram this mm-hmm. rail bike T-shirt, and I have to admit, did, I mean it's a good-looking shirt. I don't know what's on the back. Don't really care to learn. But the okay. front, yeah. the front's right, fantastic. <laughs> did I hear correctly that the book that you got is a signed edition? Signed edition, yeah. So not only not only yeah. did you get the T-shirt. Yeah. Do we no. know if he made the T-shirt on his own or did? Did the author go back and, and no, print he, up some more? He's no, like, I think Adam made the shirt. I think he got he got clearance from the author that it was cool. I mean, that's this is <laughs> the like author was level. like, "Good luck finding one, man. Just make one." <laughs> so, I mean, Spencer, I'm kind of jealous. I've never gotten yeah. anything. I mean, I've gotten some water bottles, kick-ass water yeah. bottles. Jason Nix, shout out to the folks at Ride More um, in Absolutely. Pensacola, Florida, for hooking me up. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, I've I've got my water bottle from them right here, and um, I don't know if you can see this, but it's a Intermarche Wanty. Oh, Ooh, good team! Um, it's an amazing water bottle to have. Team. Just it's timely, yeah. I've been enjoying well, drinking my tea out of it today. Oh, well, what? Uh, you know, not maybe 
we just stopped the chit chat here, guys. Maybe Tim, you could get right into it. Um, Tim, you wanna you wanna gear me the news to me? Oof. Boo. Ooh, wow, it's, Boo. Wow, it's, wow, wow. Is it something I said? Oh, no. Oh, all right. I'm I'm sorry that I, uh, Elisa, uh, so much disdain from you guys. Little guy. Oh, that's a little bit of a stretch, but keep going. Little guy. Do you uh, have more of these? Uh, why, yeah. why do you guys sound so uh, Christoph with me? Yeah, no, that one's accurate. Yeah. <laughs> that's good, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Keep them, well, yeah. you get, uh, boo, boo, honey, your feelings, you guys. I feel like this, I've really concord this bit. That I've done. That was today. a twofer, <laughs> Timmy. That was a twofer right there. It just keeps getting better. Yeah, that's all I got. That's all I, I got. Mean, <laughs> Honestly, I, mean, I thought he was done after the first three, so uh, I'm yeah, impressed like, that he kept yeah, it going. Yeah, it's just, it's, yeah. <laughs> oh uh, man, I don't know where to start, guys. But um, I mean, I, I don't want a carapaz all over a little uh, guy's bit. But I tried to work in you. that. I tried to work in carapaz ways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's start with. Uh, just real quick, shout out Wout Van Art. You may have heard of him. He won E3 on uh, Friday. Yep. Um, yeah. We don't really talk much about E3 over the years. You can go back to eight years <laughs> of the podcast to know that not exactly our favorite race because of their propensity for the world's worst promoters and sense, quote unquote, sense yeah. of humor of advertising. Yeah. Yeah. Great race. They seem to have gotten better. Yes. Yeah. Great race. So poor form on the promoter. Seems like they've cleaned up their act a little bit, but man, it's going to be a really long memory <laughs> to like get rid of yeah. the crap that they've had before. So yeah, it was a anyway. great, great race. Wout won. Uh, Sylvan Chavanel got second. Uh, he's done great since he moved over to Lotto team. That's what else happened at the E3. You guys, Wait, anything? I think I think you messed something up there because I've got Stephen Kung third, uh, Wout Van Aert winning, but I don't. I don't oh, see Sylvan right. Chavanel. I just keep getting uh, Chavanel and Christophe Laporte confused since they both, right around their 30th birthday, got a little bit better, moved to a uh-huh. bigger non-French team, and became uh-huh. that solid top uh, domestique slash second tier guy on the team suddenly. And I just keep thinking about how Laporte's going to run this out for a few years, be good at, at uh-huh. Lotto, and then he's going to go back to a French team on like huge money on the big just, money contract. and then just sort yeah. of float it, float that until he's like 40 and I'm proud of him for it, but you're right. It's a good plan. Yeah. Laporte, it's a great plan. It's, it's what every French middling classics writer should do. So I mean, kind of cash in the contract. He's yeah, writing Chabonel's great this year. done yeah. it. Um, uh, Vokler. I feel Vogler. like he kind of pulled that off. He did, but like Chavanel was the straight up. Uh, he went to Quick Step, and it was kind of like, oh, yeah. oh wow, he's at Quick Step, and then he got he got Quick Step better, and just like Laporte yeah, yeah. went to Lotto, and you're like, okay, whatever, and then he got Lotto better. Well, little guy, well, I don't want to correct you, but it's Would Jumbo Visma. All, whatever, yeah. Visma is uh, a, a small better. software company you're in right. Norway. Uh, in case you weren't aware. Oh, I know. Uh-oh. I've um, I heard of that on a podcast somewhere once. Yeah. So, so, would you say that if you're a French cyclist, besides enemy of, I I can't Tim. say the enemy of the podcast, but enemy of, of Tim, Julian Alaphilippe. So, if you're a French cyclist not named Julian Alaphilippe. You're mm-hmm. in a perpetual contract year until you get your big contract. 
Like, like right? Like you're kind of, well, like, yeah, no matter maybe. what, you're like in a contract year. Then when you hit it that one year, you're going to be like, oh man, I'm going to run this cash. Like who was the last uh, French cyclist that didn't have to worry about that? It's probably what JCP <laughs> for AG2R because he was like 40 years old and he was crushing it on the mountain bike side of things. And he's yeah. like, all right, I've ma- I've got it made and I can show up to the tour and get third. I mean, he, yeah, he didn't care. He he was kind of doing his own thing. He had his own strange, yeah. strange trajectory, but I don't know. Laporte is just very much doing a mid-career Sylvan Chavanel this year, and it's it's interesting. And Tim, I wouldn't discount Alaphilippe. I mean, I think he's going to ride out the quick step thing as long as he can and cash in at direct energy, totally total energy, or whatever it'll be. um, You know, in five or six years, once his once uh, quick step has used him up and is ready to toss him out with the you know last Sunday's news. Um, there'll be a small French team ready to sign him for a balloon contract um, for the last couple of years of his useful life. It's true. Uh, wonderful <laughs> stuff, let me tell you. That was a dark oh, Little guy, what else is, um, I mean, so anything else on E3 before we, I mean, I, I, mean, I, well, I think we clearly got to get I think, to I think the story we were going to have on E3 before today yep. happened was going to be yep. like, Wow, uh, Lotto is super strong. Uh, Wout and Laporte breaking away with like 40K to go. And uh, and I, I wanted to talk about how that chase group was all full of these like up-and-coming classic stars. You had Mahorik, you had Stephen Kung, who got third, Spencer mm-hmm. said, uh, who had been like a time trialist before this. And you had uh, some guy named Girme getting fifth in his first uh, crack at the uh, Belgian classics. U23 world champion, yes. Some and, guy, uh, or second place U23 world <laughs> yeah, champion. Yeah, and so, so yeah, it's, it seemed like he was only going to ride that. Like, I thought, I had heard that he, they basically, Wanty put him in, and they were kind of like, let's see how you how you roll in the cobbles. You've had good form. And then you're going to go prepare for the Giro. Well, he crushed it. He got fifth. That was a huge result. Well, it, and then they then they were like sandbagged. He also sandbagged to a twelfth place finish at Milan San Remo. No, no, he had a great it's race at Milan San Remo, and he got he got caught up in a little like when people had fell on going up the Poggio. So like, he's been having a great spring. After E three, I was like, well, that's he's had a great season, and he's going to crush the Giro, and it's amazing that they threw him in a Cobble Classic for the first time. And he was like, yeah. afterwards, he was like, I don't know the roads, I don't know this race, you know, I just kind of did my what I could do. And you're like, yeah, you're going to be a superstar. And then they were like, Hey mate, do you want to race Sunday? (laughs) And it kind of worked out. I'd say you guys think it worked out. I mean, Um, I I would say yes, it worked out because he won. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think, I think it was a surprise in some ways that he won, but it was also, if you've been paying attention this was coming. Like yes. I didn't know what was going to happen today, but the form has been there and he's been like top tens all over the place all, all season. And, um, the big one was coming, uh, and getting Wivelgem is kind of the perfect, the perfect, uh, tier race, I guess. Cause it's not a Flanders. It's not a Roubaix, but it's up there. You know what I mean? It's, it's a yeah. great first, uh, you know, race to stamp your your victory palmares on you know like it's incredible mm-hmm. it's a great win yeah it's kind of it's almost yeah right it's it's like it's really big but it's also like if you if you came out your first time and won flanders at 21 or something 
it's yeah. like it's like the crushing weight of expectations where yeah you, you, it's like a bit it's a very big win but it's not so huge that it's um it's like yeah cycling god status and then you, you know you get yeah beat down by it though i think he's gonna it's, be a cycling god but i was but we, we don't pull any weight i mean he's on his way to like capturing the hearts and mind at least of cycling twitter if not anywhere else, right? Like it's the ultimate crossover that we finally have of, mm-hmm. you know, there's been so many African cyclists that, uh, I mean, um, getting close to top step victories. I, I mean, I guess uh, Chris Froome being from Kenya would be the, you know, top African cyclist, but it's not the, the same when you can choose your flag that you fly to be Great Britain. And you have someone from Eritrea continuing the tradition of strong cyclists. Let's not forget little guy, uh, Daniel Teklahymanat, also from mm-hmm. Eritrea. And uh, what was your quick um, quick story from when we were at Richmond Worlds? Yeah, maybe I told it back on like episode eight or whatever we were at at that point. But nobody, yeah. none of the people listening now heard it. But there was a cabbie, and his last name is Teklahymanat, and he's the guy who took me from the airport uh, <laughs> in, into, the, into city at, at Richmond and you know he's like hey what are you in town for and i'm like oh i'm here for world championships you know and then i was like whoa i see his you know like tag and i'm like your last name's tekla do you know there's a guy who's racing here named i think daniel's like and he's like yeah 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 a lot of people have been telling me like all day i've been picking up i've been picking up you guys and uh he's like i don't know him i don't follow cycling and i was like whoa that's so crazy you know and he's like oh you don't know him that's crazy it's you know what i never looked it up it's probably like it's probably like Smith, yeah, in that part of the world, I mean, and he's just like dummy, you know. But <laughs> I was excited. It's a, it's a crazy day though, right? Because Germay wins, then also um, was the African Championships, and yeah. another yes. Eritrean won, right? So it's yeah. like a great day for Eritrea and cycling, um, and so fantastic to see. But Genvelgum, I mean. I was screaming at my um, non or my GCN feed of the sport on the VPN. <laughs> I went the VPN route, by the way. Decided Good to go call. the VPN. Yeah, I'm, I'm done with this flow sports where you can't buy it for a month. Oh yeah, no, I I was I was very upset with that this morning. It's my annual getting mad at flow sports, and yeah, I'm not <laughs> I'm not. They're not getting a, a year's worth of my money for when I look at the schedule. All, all in all, uh, ten days of things I want to watch. You know, yeah. it does. I can't just. It does. That. It does strike me as someone was on your Twitter feed after you put this on there, little guy, about the difficulty of Flow Sports without the monthly subscription. That like the FCC has been contacted. Like I don't know if the FCC is, has some ability to say you got to have like an a la carte option where it's a month. But well, whoever I, filled out an FCC complaint about this. It's kind of like wow, like maybe you were also the hall monitor in high school, but I'll also give you the he- I'll also give you the head nod, you know. Well, I'll also be like, all right, thanks, man. Like I I wasn't gonna take it to that level. <laughs> I was just gonna yeah. get a VPN what, and still pay for the service with GCN, but you know. What gets you on the Flow site is that it says, it says in very large typeface, twelve fifty a month, and then underneath that in brackets it says. $150 a year. And then there's just one button to push. Yep. <laughs> and so you can very quickly look at that and think, oh, cool, I'm 
I'm just I'm clicking twelve fifty a month here, you know, and they're mm-hmm. actually charging you the full deal, <laughs> and nowhere is there a way to get you. Now, the thing that's really will get you if you go into those policies. We're getting into the weeds here, but I'm mad about it, so I'm going to go through it a little bit. <laughs> you go into their policy, and it and it under what happens if I cancel early? They say they give an example. They say if you cancel early. You'll be charged, and your service will last until when your service w- would have usually ended. Right. So if you cancel early, nothing changes. They're not giving you away. So <laughs> well, you're just getting out of the auto renew. Is this yes, what's happening? <laughs> you're getting it. That's the only thing. And the example they give is: What if today? What if a year ago today, I got my uh, I got my service started, and I canceled it early? Well, my service would expire today. So what they're saying is there's no way this contract is unbreakable. Once you give us that yeah. money, we will never give you your money back. They're like, we understand things change. And that's like the wording of the thing. And you're like, no, you don't. Cause you're not giving me my money back. <laughs> what else do you have on your legal pad of notes from this contract? <laughs> that, was cl- that was it. That was it. Okay. Like it, I just was trying <laughs> I to, I saw f- you kind of going through the paper. So no, I was just trying to figure, you know, I, I went through it today cause I wanted to just so, go the easy route, ha- pay for one month, Watch Flanders, uh-huh. watch Ghent, and watch Amstel, and I, it, I don't know if it's possible. I couldn't figure it out, and I just got mad. When did you? And, and then I got mad because I didn't see Guillerme win live, and I was upset. So, so oh, you didn't watch it live, Spencer and little guy. I guess act mm-hmm. like you were watching it live. Okay. Yeah. When did you think Guillerme was going to be the one that was going to? Uh, I mean. I think the entire population of cycling uh, was pulling for him in that group. Like, I don't, I didn't see one person publicly say <laughs> that they were rooting for anyone else. Uh, this is like a shame. I like other riders. I like, I like Steuben. No, I don't know Van Gestel, but you know, like I've been rooting for Laporte. Like, I don't know. It, I, I did see on my one, Twitter feed a lot of. Uh, Eritrean shout outs. Right. Yeah. A lot of people this for was... Eritrean. I was like, ah, let's just keep it about the rider. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, this was one <laughs> of those wins that like felt like the cycling community willed into existence. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, but everyone was stoked when he got second at the U23s when they showed that helicopter shot of yeah, Gourmet, nobody like, watched that live. We all just no, no one like, was watching oh, that. Everyone's like, Whoa, look at this. Look at this guy. Like, I'm going to yeah. mark this guy as like the future of cycling. And then that quick yeah. turnaround suddenly like Wad Van Art and Matthew Vanderpool got to be a little mad that this Gramey guy has come up and taken Twitterati. <laughs> like, That's true. Like, like they, they I haven't mean, impressed enough lately, you know, I'm not um, saying championship belt worthy. However, suddenly in the conversation to be looking at the belt after I this might, like run of weeks. Yeah. Who is the um, belt right now, Tim? Oh, well. It changed hands quite a bit, if I remember right. It's currently with Tom Skunes, but it was with Tade Pogachar. Pogachar? Um, Trying my best on the pronunciation. I got a lot of emails on that last week. Um, (laughs) Which I was was so happy to have to try. I had to pick up the slack of doing it wrong then, because I was too. I got to say, for for not being on the podcast... You guys could have given me at least a little bit of love by saying, like, man, I can see why Tim really messes up all these emails. This is actually a hard job. No, I just said that to Spencer after the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Once the um, mics are turned off, like. <laughs> so we've got uh, Tadice 
Pogachar won it in uh, episode 381 before being wrestled away by old man of the podcast, Alejandro Valverde, before ah. Tom Schkunes, who got 16th. <laughs> okay. He got 16th place at Strada Bianchi. That is the championship belt winning um, item. And by the way, Marianne Voss still has it from episode 376 okay. on the women's side. Well, so, then I've got so a nomination for sure for the women. So We definitely have a nomination coming in on the women's side, So, yes. but we'll get there momentarily. Uh, I Did Gramey do enough to take it from Tom Skunes? I think he did. I think he I did. Think he did. A big win. A fifth and a one, a fifth and a first place, and uh, yeah, and, the, and, and a twelfth at Milan San Remo. But yeah. capturing the hearts and minds of the entire cycling culture is yeah. what does it for me. Like the win is great, you know. It could have been a second; it didn't matter. It's like when we all collectively rally around something like that. That is a championship belt uh, worthy moment, which That's is true. exactly what happened when Tom Skeens got sixteenth place. I will mm-hmm. say, but um, this one just outshines it just a little bit. You know, Tom's. You did a great job, but it didn't capture the uh, the Twitterati. Now, I will say that if Tom Skunes was going to go on the the rampage and win a mountain stage at the Tour or the Giro and do another crazy celebration like he did all those years ago at the Tour of California, uh huh. I mean, the Abby Mickey special. Yeah, yeah, that, like, this yeah. could be the, <laughs> Abby. Yeah, um, Ab, it's, that's Abby's moves. We know that. That's, that's Abby's um, move. That's Abby's copyright. Move. Yeah, so, it's copyright. Yeah. Well, Tom's so, is nearing Dad Watts, so he's going to be extra powerful. Do we have a second to uh, Spencer throwing uh, Vinian Gourmet? Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah, I'm nominating. If we haven't officially done this already, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm 100%. in. I'm in. Do right, it. I'm, I'm all in. All right, let's do it. He's a, He's got the belt. Congratulations. I mean, I know people are going to say this is the greatest victory, his victory against Vogum. But the truth is, his greatest victory is the championship belt of the Slow Ride podcast. So congratulations, uh, yes. Vinian Gourmet, for captivating cycling Twitter with his victory over little-known French rider Christophe Laporte. <laughs> and total energy uh, domestique for um, uh, Peter, Peter Sagan, Sagan. Uh, yeah. Dries Van Gessel. I think at um, this point, Peter Sagan is the domestique can- on that team. <laughs> Can we just start, we should start a pool. Maybe Roller Derby needs to do a pool on what kilometer will Peter Sagan get dropped. At Flanders? When you watch on any event, because there's always an update on the ticker coming through like, oh, Peter Sagan's been dropped. And you're like, oh, like already? Yeah, he he DNF'd today, so. So on the women's side, one of the great things about Gent Veilgum is that the women get to finish the race second, which is always nice to see. Um, mm-hmm. So we have Elisa Balsamo taking the win for Trek Segafredo over Marianne Voss. Mm-hmm. Now, it should be noted, pretty serious run of form for Elisa Balsamo yeah. of Trek. I would say Not so. Not only world champion, um, got fourth at Umloop. Second at Van Dranth, won the Alfredo Binda uh, trophy race, and then Dupon and Genvelgum. Three wins in a row. Three in a row with a second thrown in at the beginning of that. Just yeah. you know, just getting warmed up. Just, nah, just little guy, she did get 45th at Strada Bianchi. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I'm gonna I'm gonna find a way okay. to just say I don't know if she has what it takes to be the no. podcast champion. I think she might be a human, but uh, yeah. no, well, I think I mean three wins in a row. 
at any time is is belt worthy. Three wins in a row in the world champion stripes. Yeah, has got to be belt worthy. And I don't know, did she has she beat anybody good? Oh, Mariana Voss, current Voss, belt holder, current yeah. belt holder in second place. <laughs> yeah. I think that means yeah. she gets the belt. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. The the belt, I mean, I will nominate, I'll also second, and this is probably the easiest uh, unanimous decision we've had in a while, dominating form in the world champ stripes. Yes. Yeah, you love to see it. I, I always appreciate a world champion uh, performing out there, uh, breaking the curse. Uh, no matter no matter how French they are, uh, even... Yeah, it's just oh man, what a what a fantastic uh, uh, win! Were you guys able to watch any of the Ghent Velgum women's race? No, I a didn't know of, which streaming platform that one was on, so I missed it. I will cool go back and watch of, some more highlights. A lot of Kopecky in fourth place. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty awesome to see. So I did not watch enough, but I do know that Marianne Voss lost, so she is mortal, and we have a new belt winner. On the women's side. Yeah. Awesome. Well, gentlemen. Did, uh, yeah, go uh, ahead. Oh, I was going to say, see if you guys watched any of that little stage race in Spain, Cataluna this week. I did not. Um, but I did see that Carapaz was looking fantastic, only yeah. to lose to little-known Bora Hansgrohe rider Sergio Higuita. They, the, so the, the big news of the race was probably on the first, the first stage, but we'll get that in a second. But you did have a good GC battle between Higinta and Carapaz. They went on something like a a hundred kilometer plus long move together. The day before, yeah, on yeah. the sixth stage, um, that was kind of the only. I watched that, and I got to watch a couple of sprints of this race. But that was insane. They it held was. up the whole peloton, and not a bad peloton. It was nuts. I kind of want to know if they talked about anything, if they were just catching up. Just hanging out, yeah. Yeah, They they were probably talking the whole time about Michael Matthews winning stage one. I mean, you kind of sandbagged it there at the the introduction, but, I mean, friend of the (laughs) pod, Michael Matthews winning was awesome. And and then doing the lead-out on stage two for his teammate, which was pretty nice to see. I always like to see a teammate do a lead-out and then also do the victory salute, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Classic. Now Classy. he did beat Sonny Cobrelli, who had a uh, um, m- memorable slash horrible, horrible slash he's alive. So yeah, yeah, that I was mean, pretty pretty crazy and scary. Uh, had a heart attack, I guess. Is that was that the official or? Uh, yeah, I guess a cardiac arrest. I guess was what I saw. So yeah, um, as someone that's had these things pop up out of nowhere. I don't know if you guys knew, but I had a stroke, so I'm just going to find a way to make this about me. But I would say that it is scary, and, you know, all the best to Sonny Cabrelli having one hell of a good race by getting second, and then before you know it, um, the lights go go sideways, and it's not very good. No, it's not. I hope, uh, yeah, I guess we all hope whatever is going on, they figure it out. And he's healthy. That's a, I guess, uh, yeah. like, his first his first things were sort of like, I don't want to end this. I want to come back to cycling. And, I, and, you know, I understand that. But I want to be like. Yeah, good luck. Pump the slow slow down, know, dude. Like, I know yeah. you probably want to defend Flanders in like a couple of weeks here. But you almost just died. So maybe let's chill out. You know, but, but it's at the same time that that happened to Sonny Cobrelli. 
and we're in like an international window for FIFA with soccer. The Danish uh, guy, Christian Eriksen, who had the heart attack like on the field like yeah. almost a year ago, came mm-hmm. on, like returned to the national team on Saturday for uh, Denmark and scored like two minutes later. So like there is precedence, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Yeah, there's been lots of so hard. Maybe I mean, he, there's been a lot of hard Maybe he can make a comeback and I hope, wish him all the best. I mean, I've clearly come back to top level form. No, I mean, you look, I mean, podcast I just, form. I mean, podcast form and uh, physically, you look amazing. I'm looking at you right now. It's amazing. Incredible. I mean, yeah. you remember, you know, Stybar had some heart problems last year and he he came back to be riding well. So, yeah. He's still racing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, turns out, uh, quick still I thought still he took like too. time off. I didn't know he came back this year. He did. He came back last year. I, yeah, little guy, you bring up a good point. I was scrolling through these, um, uh, game, wave game results here and I, it took a long time to find any quick steps. It, yeah, no. And, and they're, I mean, so they won, who was it? One, uh, one of their Italian guys, uh, one stage at Cataluna, you know? Um, but that's not what, that's not what Patrick's yelling about. You know, he doesn't care. Right, it's, it's it's performing in Belgium that that pays the bills for that team, which I always think it's funny <laughs> when their like weird ragtag team of Italians and Spaniards runs off to do little stage races and gets great results, and they're still just like huffing around yeah. grumpy because they didn't do well at this other race, and you're like, oh, you guys won three races, but yeah, exactly. DQ kind of or whatever they're called now, off the pace. The other news I noticed from uh, Catalonia was um, uh, Mr. VO2 Max himself, Michael Woods, ended up dropping out of the race. That was uh, uh, depressing to see because um, you always look for him to perform in those little mountainy stage races that are about that long. Um, Anything you know, on that? Like, or is it just kind of tapering for the I, No, I have, like, I have no, no I idea. sick. Everyone's sick, man. It's been There's been so much... So there's been a lot what of just bron- bronchitis. There's a lot of people saying have bronchitis. bronchitis. Yeah, yeah, bronchi- um, bronchitis. I don't know. Hopefully everyone's okay. I, yeah, I worry that people have like long long term problems. I guess more. You know, I'm sure so. it's nothing fishy whatsoever. I mean, it's just you know record <laughs> bronchitis. Happened. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. So, well, let, let's let's keep it on the high note. Let's. Let's talk to the man himself, stage one winner of the 2022 Volta Catalonia, friend of the pod, Michael Matthews. What up? This is Tomas Koyinch, and you're listening to this low ride. All right, guys, here we are in the premium lap. Once again, we're brought to you by the listeners and supporters of the Wide Angle Podium Network. Fantastic collective of shows. Check it out by going to wideanglepodium.com. And if you like what you see and you like what you hear, become a member and consider donating some support to keep the lights on here at this small little independent media cycling network. It'd be great to have you join the team. If you want to buy us the proverbial beer in the sky, this is the way to do it. We also support everybody and appreciate all of the one-time donors that we get. So we get some folks mm-hmm. that, you know, don't want to be recurring, but maybe they just like throw us a couple bucks, whatever. It's fantastic. Thank you so much. That's it. Yeah. From the bottom of our heart. It's, it's very, it's, it's very nice. And thank you. 
Absolutely. Um, it helps us keep doing what we're doing. It helps Wide Angle Podium continue to uh, support other shows on the network, uh, like Grodio, uh, Amanda Nauman out there doing great work on Grodio, um, Bill and Zach, um, and one other guy over at, um, Cycle Cross Radio. Uh, sorry, Michael. <laughs> That's all right. If Michael's slaying it with his videos. With yeah, his, I just uh, wanted him to yeah, yell at his, hot at his summer, uh, yeah. podcast player there just momentarily yeah. before I, um, but yeah, and, and Nowhere Fast, and there's just so many good shows on the network, um, and your support um, helps all of this exist and gives everybody the impetus to keep doing it. So we appreciate it. Yeah, and I've been like, I, I got to be honest, I've been sitting here like pressing the F5 um, refresh on the Wide Angle Podium YouTube channel. So Wide Angle Podium, or sorry, YouTube.com slash Wide Angle Podium mm-hmm. for the next episode of Hot Lap Summer. Oh, yeah. Can't uh. wait. The it's going to be such a good series. Yeah. It's already got like two, 2,000 views, which is, you know, it should be like 10,000 views. Um, it should be. Because Criterium Racing is awesome. And I was, I was getting nervous knowing what I knew about the race and watching those on-camera videos of the GoPros. Like, again, how the UCI and the ASO has not found a way to give live broadcast the way that F1 does of these cameras... <laughs> Mm-hmm. I mean, it changes the sport to see the RG bargy and the, you know, the closed doors that are happening in these sprints. And if you could see them in real time, it would totally yeah. revolutionize the viewing experience for the sport. The revenue would go through the roof. It's mm-hmm. fantastic. Check it out over at yeah. the YouTube channel for Wide Angle Podium to see what I'm talking about. Um, the on the bike coverage of the Armed Forces yeah. or Air Force Classic is um, and. If you're over there on the YouTube channel, hit the subscribe button, please. It really helps us, uh, uh, you know, out with all kinds of algorithm stuff and will help uh, those Hot Lap Summer videos get to that 10,000 uh, views when it starts getting recommended to all your cycling friends and other uh, cycling folks um, who are into the same kind of stuff that you are. So that would be a huge help. If you can't donate, if you can't do anything else, go subscribe to the YouTube channel. Yeah. Uh- Fantastic. Let's get back to the show. Hi, this is Dan from Nam, Namibia, not Vietnam, and you are listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. All right, guys, here we are back on the podcast once again. Tons of listener emails to get to, lots of things happening in the world of cycling. But first, Spencer, I have to ask. Uh-oh. You have done a fantastic job over the years of designing the Little Guy Racing Behind Bars kit, at least four or five editions. Yep. You helped throw together the Wide Angle Podium kit that we made, yep. and I know you're already working hard on the all-new Slow Ride sorry, Podcast you, kit. You forgot about the uh, Swift Cycles kit. Oh, um, the Swift Cycles kit? Little Known Bike Shop in yeah, Gainesville, yeah. Florida, 607 West University. Um, wow. They, you know what, Spencer, I never really thanked you, but when our first day opened, you sent uh-huh. me and Keith a pizza. It was fantastic. It, it was so yeah. good. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah. Well, you know, and I'm happy you still remember the, the address. I'm a, I'm a nice um, guy. Uh, I, let's Spencer, have you designed a kit for the USA cycling team kit contest? If your oh. Jersey is decided, <laughs> oh, you sir get a free kit. 
a free jersey and free bib shorts. I That's, mean, uh, it's a pretty good deal. <laughs> it's never before. Um, okay. How do you frame this? Basically, USA Cycling thought it would be a good idea to do a contest for a, the national team jersey. Yeah. On, on paper, not a bad idea, right? Like, uh, you can it, have contests. Mm. Well, no, you can have contests. However, you can't have contests and then pay them and pay the designer for just a kit. What you should be doing is maybe doing like an RFP proposal to then find the designer that you want to work with and then pay them the living wage rather than getting free design work done for free. Yes. Uh, yeah, you definitely don't want to be um, exploiting the general public for yes. free design work. Yes. Um, essentially free because a kit and bib shorts uh, retail, you know, maybe, maybe 200 bucks. Maybe. Um, I mean, it's at the cost that they'd be getting them for. Yeah, we're, we're looking at pennies here. Um, and designing a kit is not easy. Uh, having the, the design chops and the uh, software and the skills and all that stuff, it's it, and the time put into it, it's it's embarrassing that uh, 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 an entity as large as USA Cycling would stoop it's, to the uh, community bake sale level uh, <laughs> of uh, logo design so request. 100% agree. To be very clear, I am not a fan of design contests or name the team contests. It's horrible. Go to the professionals that do it. But I just want to say USA Cycling. Oh, where to start? Let me just start with this. First off, isn't the template already done? Why do you need a really like special team kit? You have the jersey. It has stars so, and stripes. It's a pretty simple kit to design. Like it's, and what I mean by that is like, get one template and stick with it for like ten years. Like there's no like black bibs, red and white stripes, blue field on the shoulders. Right. Like you don't need to mess it up. This is a national team kit. Right. So. Uh, let's just go over the numbers here. Let's just crunch the numbers a little bit. I've pulled the tweet up. They deleted the Instagram post, so I don't have that data okay. Uh, okay. to they, pour they, over. They did delete the Instagram. Okay. But oh, the, yeah. the Twitter one's still there. I checked today. The, tw the Twitter one is there. still there. It's got 15 likes. Okay. That's pretty right. good. 15. Nice. How many replies? Uh, I don't know. I don't have the replies in front of me, but uh, it's that? got, it's got nine. Oh, uh. Oh, it looks like they turned off the functionality to be able it, to reply after the first five replies first completely five. roasted them. So five um, heroes, five heroes got in before. Five heroes got in and, you know, uh, made made the point that we're making to hire a designer. Like, don't yeah, have a stupid no. contest. Um, but they did get 90, nine zero quote tweets. All, That's impressive. That's impressive All ratios. of which... The ratio is brutal. Um, every I, I recommend going to find this post and read it's, through the quote tweets. They are golden. Um, I have not seen a beatdown of USA Cycle. <laughs> this is classic. This is classic USA can beatdown. They have they have not really gotten better, but they've avoided making massive missteps uh, as far as social media stuff goes. Like. Hey, some of their decisions, you know, and, and non responses to, uh, requests, um, from their community, uh, notwithstanding, um, 
they haven't made a, a, a screw up, a social media screw up like this in a while. And to delete the posts and to turn off replies, uh, was pretty funny. But, um, that being said, oh. Tim, yeah, I do have a design for them. You do. Yeah. So I'm looking at this, um, I'm looking at this file they posted. It's just a blank white Jersey with the little USA cycling badge on the breast. Um, and they're like design the rest of it. And me, my advice to USA Cycling, that jersey's done. Yeah, just go all white. It looks good. Just yeah. it's done. It's just okay. all white. It's got the little badge on the breast. Go black bibs. Go go navy blue bibs if you want to steal the GB look. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't care. Um, we stole this whole country from them. We'll, we'll steal whatever we want. <laughs> well, we stole it from somebody else. Let's well, make we sure. st- they stole Wait, it. From, yeah, yeah. There's a whole lot going on there uh, yeah, for sure. There's for sure. Cool. All right, good. <laughs> I just want to make sure we're not, we're not getting Absolutely. that kid. Yes. Okay. No, no, no. Um, but the the kit. Criminal to criminal. We n- took it from the British. It may be, but yeah, it's this. We all had a hand on that ball. Let's, let's just put it that way. Okay. Um, <laughs> but the kit is done. Yeah. Nothing wrong with the plain white jersey. It's classic. It looks great. Le- keep it for the next 10 years, uh, just like you said. And. So I think I've won the contest, and I'm looking forward to getting my jersey and my bibs, which is an appropriate uh, uh, reward, I guess, for the amount of effort that I put into designing this kit. Let me just say that how would so like I the the company that is the sponsor is Cure or something. I, I, Cure is the the kit manufacturer. How stoked okay. do you think they are about this? Because this is just. <laughs> That, like I would be so mad. Negative one to my, negative my ten. Yeah, like oh sponsorship. Oh yeah. Oh, we're just gonna run a design contest. We don't even need your design team to help yeah. with this. Like we, we're gonna we're gonna parse this one out there because we don't want to pay the design setup fee. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, design work usually comes with a team sponsorship. I'm pretty sure. That's a rough one for everybody. Oh, so bad. Anyway. Um, we got lots of other, uh, uh, great things coming in. We got some emails, so let's definitely, uh, get right to it. So the first one I want to get to is shout out to friend of the pod, Josh Chandler hits us up all the way from Utah. Hey guys, did you know that Matthew Vanderpool has his own special edition Oakley Sutra light sunglasses? Mm, no. Yeah. Josh did not either. (laughs) But I, ne- I know now because I stumbled across a pair being offered online for a f- from a fairly reputable online retail for 80% off. I oh. bought them, of course. This recent <laughs> acquisition raises a couple of important questions, and I'd appreciate your expertise. One, okay. can I expect these to be a surefire bet for appreciating in value like the Sagan Special Edition Bicycle or <laughs> Wout Van Art NFT? How long should I plan to hold on to these before I can collect such a solid return? Wout Van Aert NFT value. Uh, let's see what that boy's up to uh, as far as the value here. There's no way to. Yeah. There's no way to tell what the value is. Yeah, you got to get on the blockchain. No value. I think it has right? zero value, and it never had value. <laughs> oh. Well, that's a shame. All uh, right, so, so compared to the NFTs, I think these are a slam dunk investment. Yeah, and the bike is 
you know, we know is at 8,000. So just hold on to it for a little bit longer. Things always dip before they, they rise back up. Um, That's true. Yeah. To the moon. It's going to the moon. You got to hold. All right. Got to hold. Got to um, hold. Josh continues too. If I decide to keep them for personal use to capitalize on their probable magical powers, how many watts should I expect them to give me? Can I use them like a get out of jail free card to cure any future back pain? Do I have any credible no. chance of pulling off these ridiculously large glasses with my skinny head and weak jawline? Does yeah. Matthew well, that's what they're designed around. So. Yeah. <laughs> Does Matthew Vanderpool incredibly imposing chiseled jawline make any of you guys feel self-conscious too? Thanks for your help. I will say he does have an amazing jaw. Yeah. I yeah, yeah. mean, a little guy have um, defenses against the jawline. Um, we we grow out the stubbly beard, and just sort of, you know, lessens the blow. Um, Tim, though, I I feel yeah. like he. I mean, uh, you can see the shame on his face when, um, when anything about Matthew Vanderpool comes up. Uh, he just sort of, oh looks yeah, a little bit like a turtle. You like kind of pull in a little bit, try to hide the jawline uh, under the yeah. collar of your shirt. You're doing it right now. It's <laughs> I don't want impressive. anyone to see. Yeah. yeah, I might need to bring back the beard. Uh, you guys may <laughs> remember my uh, amazing attempt at a beard. All Incredible, yeah. Um, but thank you uh, so much for the email, Josh. Uh, next one comes to us from Colby Large, all the way in Canada. Shout out. In case you guys missed this super hincappy flex, has he got oh. more wine than my local wine shop? And then it's a picture of uh, <laughs> gorgeous George Hincappy with, by the way, also feeling the pressure of Matthew Vanderpool's chiseled jaw because if there's anybody that had a chiseled jaw in professional cycling before Matthew Vanderpool, it was the mm-hmm. model himself, gorgeous George Hincappy, now mm-hmm. rocking the full... Um, dad salt and pepper beard sitting in front of a very impressive wine rack that is at least three deep and 40 bottles tall five wide i mean this thing's got 300 bottles of wine on it easy some quick back and napkin math there tim good job nailed it too yeah um we haven't talked about gorgeous george in a while i feel like um he was our secret meme for a while that the the listeners who are in the know knew to to look for the Hincapi uh, in every episode, and uh, we're kind of falling off that bandwagon um, for our, <laughs> our new our our new plaything of Michael Matthews, um, who is a lot easier to find in every episode because we call him out specifically. Um, we used to but, talk uh, about Hincapi a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, like I just it's a little bit out of the spotlight these days, so it's hard to, it's hard to work him in every week. We worked to get him on the pod, just was never really successful to get it all done. So, you know, we've had listeners go up to talk to him at the restaurant at his yep. hotel. Yep. Tell him to come um, on. We've had yeah, cameos I, bought. <laughs> yeah, we've had some cameos bought. You know, Bobby Julik, uh, you know, has given us some cameos too. But, you know, Hincapi's... I mean, remember when Hincapi was going to win the tour? That was amazing, guys. When he won the mountaintop <laughs> stage and he At this was the point, future after Lance yeah. left. I mean, that was a that was peak George, right? At this point, George is avoiding the podcast actively. He has to be. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he knows of its existence. He knows the invitation is open. We've emailed with him trying to schedule something. So <laughs> what would be your first let's role play real quick. Okay. Uh, like, <clears throat> um, Who's gonna be George? 
the little guy's George because oh, the chiseled jaw and everything. Um, right, so, yeah. so little guy, uh, oh, sorry, sorry. Okay. Uh, hey, George, welcome to the show. Um, you know, been a long time to have you on, and we've got lots of questions that are on top of our list. I'm going to send it over to uh, my friend Spencer here. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, Spencer, what's your first question for George? Um, so, George, um, when you uh, when when you um, uh, when you won, um, which which one was best? When I won, I think I won. I mean, ex- ex- exciting. It which, was always which, exciting. Uh, which, definitely when I won on top of that mountain with Piero. Um, I think that was exciting. Bar when uh, when bars bars uh, broke did did uh, bars well, break or fork break? Um, hey, hey George, uh, I'm sorry, fork. I'm really uh, waiting. I, I just couldn't wait anymore. Who tightened your stem during Paris? Who, who's fault? Who's responsible? It's been long enough. <laughs> I was probably uh, probably Bruniel. Hey George, um, I, I got another question for you here. I, I just like can't even wait for you to respond. Um, what happened to the donkey from KBK when you won? And where's the donkey, George? Where's the donkey? Where's the donkey? I definitely gave it to my kids. I have kids, right? <laughs> Tell me it's been, dude. That would be okay. Off role play here. Uh huh. Like, do you think the donkey's been sold at a garage sale yet in Greenville? Oh. Like, I, I mean, we need, to, so. we need to get on the ground in Greenville like, that and would find be, that donkey. That'd be the ultimate, like, garage sale find, right? Like, because it's just going to be thrown in a box. Like, ah, 25 cents. <laughs> like, oh, this is it. Anyways. Because the donkey's not even the trophy. The donkey's just sort of some accoutrement along, yeah. along with the pomp and circumstance of the podium. So, the, uh, yeah. donkey was basically made for the Slow Ride podcast. Yeah, like, they're like, oh. there's a good chance the <laughs> donkey is floating around. Yeah, could have been given away, could have been handed down, could have been yeah. sold. Uh, Probably left in like a school, um, lost and found. Like maybe it, this like, the kids would bring it for kindergarten, a little stuffy. When maybe this time. is our new mission. We have to find the donkey. We need to harass George about where the donkey is, unless he can provide photographic evidence that the donkey is still in his possession. Donkey hunt is our main. That's it. Objective. Okay, listeners of the Slow Ride Podcast, I need you to tweet or Instagram tag George Hancappy and ask him to show the donkey. Where I is the donkey? need to see the donkey. Where's the donkey, George? And just for a record, is it 2007 that he won? No. 2002? No. Yeah, maybe. He won Ghent in 2001. Let's KBK see. was 2002. Don't test my George knowledge. <laughs> You think it's 2002? Uh, it's not even listed as a top result. This is- <laughs> 2004. Uh, four. Four. All right. Dang. Yeah, you so know why? It. Because I was I was in the blazing oh. office when it happened. It was 2002 when away? he fell in the ditch. Okay. All right. I'm mixing up my George. You can go ahead and test me on my George skills again. Nope. I guess it's fine. No, sorry, little guy. It's 2005 nope. and it was taken away. Was it? It's oh, taken away. Yeah, you're right. I'm looking Did at, they take I'm the donkey? Where's Did the donkey? Take... Did they kick in the door and take the donkey? Do we have to rescue the donkey? Did he have to take the donkey and did he have to send it to second place <laughs> winner Kevin Van Imp of the Chocolat Jacques team? Chocolat Jacques. I forgot about that team. Oh. I mean, I if I was Kevin Van Imp, I'd want I'd want that donkey. I'd want oh. the donkey. Oh my goodness. 
I currently want the donkey, and I wasn't okay, this even is there. Actually, like legitimate George Hincapie, what did you do with the donkey of the race that you had won but then didn't win when they took it away? That's my first question to ask George Hincapie. Okay, I'm glad we're workshopping this. Yeah, where's the donkey? Is question number one. There is no question number two. Interview over. <laughs> <laughs> I I can't believe he hasn't wanted to come on the pod after all these years. Yeah. Well, now he knows what to expect. So, you know, as yeah, long as he comes kinda, prepared. We, so we can't, hit him with some, we can't hit him with some softballs to start? Really soften him up before we go for the dagger of where's no, no, the donkey? No. Donkey, number one question. <laughs> and then if only follow-up hey, question is, if he still has the donkey, can we buy the donkey? Hey, George, welcome to the show. Let's get right to it. Where's the donkey? Where's the donkey, George? <laughs> oh, so good. All right, let's get to the... lost uh, that mountaintop too, huh? Little guy still digging away. Yeah. All right, well, Mike. You still got Mike, the ditch in Roubaix. So. Mike from Canada hits us up. Hey, guys. When I first saw those Eola Cometa burger jerseys, I almost immediately thought of you guys talking about the king of tainted beef owning a team sponsored by a burger chain. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I know cycling needs these kinds of sponsors. They are not a shady, they're, you know, that they are not from a shady country or a Russian mm-hmm. oil tycoon. Mm-hmm. So I'm not afraid to bring it up anyway, but I'm just saying, I'm sure the marketing people at the burger company have done their due diligence on this, right? Mm, no. I mean, burger got buns. It makes sense to me. Yeah. They Did must you think have... about that? Huh? I don't know. No, I, I bet they didn't do any due diligence. Come on. <laughs> I mean, do you think if any company did due diligence, they probably wouldn't be sponsoring a cycling team, right? Like, right. That kind of yeah. seems to be, unless it's some kind of tax write-off, probably not something that you know, it's not for the millions of eyeballs or any type of revenue that you're going to make off it. I mean, I can only That's buy true. so many agricultural agricultural tubing mm-hmm. or um, sheet metal for my washing machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. When are you going to start that washing machine factory? I mean, you've just been stockpiling lamprey steel for years. Like, get it. <laughs> when you get What's amazing, start? it's all purple and pink. I don't know what to do with it. It's going to be really, yeah, yeah. really rough to sell it in. Yeah, well, I mean, I've been buying direct energy ever since uh, Sagan moved over, and I don't know what to do with all that either. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a pain, too. They're kind of not, not convenient in Western Mass. Yeah, you got to do the conversion, uh, you know, from... Metric. Hey guys, I don't know if you got to listen to watch any of the GCN Eurosport commentary of the Volta Catalonia this week, but it was fantastic. I mean, the racing was good, but the commentary was pure fire. I'm not normally a Carlton, Carlton Kirby fan, but he has developed a rabid hatred of Mark Soler. Every time <laughs> the camera came close to Mark, he launched into a tirade about how Mark was doing the wrong thing and how selfish he was, etc., etc. It was like some sort of performance art, and I loved it. I mean, I'm a rabid Wout fan, and his win at E3 this week was a distant second to my enjoyment of the Volta (laughs) Catalonia. Long live King Kirby, Minneapolis's favorite Matt, Matt Pryor, PhD. Um, Oh, oh, yeah, flexing, flexing, Matt. I didn't know he had a PhD. All right. So, little guy, Mm -hmm. Esquire-ish? Maybe like I I don't know like maybe little little Matt little guy Alan Esquire the second cat two 
I don't even have a license though. Oh. What if I take it out? Uh, we got to go through Matt's last uh, his previous emails. Was he always flexing the PhD? No, this is the first time. No, no, this is definitely. I feel new. like he's he's he's. Are you challenging upping. where he got it? No, no, <laughs> I'm just saying that mill? he's he's been signing the Minneapolis his favorite Matt, and then like he like he had a plan. He was like, on my ninth email, I'm just gonna drop the PhD in there mm-hmm. and make sure. He's <laughs> I mean. I was convinced already, but this is really sealing the deal for me. I, uh, yeah, I mean, I can't compete with that. I, yeah, little guy, I don't know. I don't have the credentials to compete you, with that. Little guy's moving to uh, Bloomington. He's just he's got to get out. <laughs> he skipped right over St. Paul. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we don't want him. I mean, yeah. are you kidding? Uh, so, Mark Solaire making friends everywhere. So good. It seems about right. Yeah. Uh, I, I appreciate that. I'm going to have to pay more attention to, to Carlton Gibby, who I, I think is a fine announcer. Um, as, as a, as a podcast host for the past several years, um, I got a lot of respect for all the, uh, all the commentators, even your least favorite ones. Um, even uncle Phil, uh, you know, a lot of respect for, for what he does. He probably, you know, you know well past his prime. No, nobody's going to uh, say I'll he's say not, I, but I'm going to miss him. When he's not announcing yeah. anymore. Right. But give us a lot less content to talk about. And second, like, I don't oh, know. for sure. He was, he was it's, the announcer when we came up. Like, I understand why people like yeah. him. Yeah. It's a tough job. You know, it's a very tough job. There's a lot of criticism, a lot of uh, whatever. So I appreciate everybody us, that does it. A lot it. of podcasts. Um, a lot of yokels on the internet thinking they can uh, do better. Um, that's why we don't uh, call live racists because uh, I don't want the pressure. <laughs> And no he, one's um, given us the shot to do it. Well, Spencer, and nobody I, gave us the chance. Yeah, that's I true. I don't know if um, if you checked out the Twitter today, but uh, today I was cleaning the garage. I oh. was so excited out of, after Ghent Veilgum that uh-huh. I was cleaning the garage and I, I had in my hands uh-huh. the Klein bicycle box. Okay, yeah. Ready to open. Okay. Ready to open. So I texted little guy to say, Look what I'm about to do. You had the box cutter in hand? No. Oh. Because I already had a plan. Okay. I didn't even make it that far. I just packed it back up. I like so I put the box back up against the wall after I swept. So it still has not been opened. Uh-huh. I I mean, it's kind of at this point like a fine wine. I'm just letting it age a little bit. Mm-hmm. I it's I mean, it was built in like what, 95? <laughs> it's yeah, it's pretty and, well aged. Yeah, and it, it, it's been sitting in my possession for three years now. And I think I bought uh-huh. it on eBay four years ago. Little guy, I'll tell you what. You can come down yeah. to Orlando, stay with me, okay. and help okay. me build it. Oh. Okay. Help you. You make yeah. it sound like it's going to be yeah. like an epic we'll, struggle. It'll be like 25 minutes of putting it together. Will <laughs> you... in that box too long, the tires will be dry rotted. Can you set up the GoPro in the garage and live stream this to the uh, to the Wide Angle Podium YouTube channel? Because I want to see little guy's frustration as Tim helps him build a bike. I feel like that is good television. Probably, probably would be good. <laughs> We're going to need a magic of editing of Bodenheimer to really just you know clean it up a little bit. But mm-hmm. I mean, little guy, I'm sorry I just didn't come around to opening it, but I promise one of these days I'll open it and I'll, I'll even check out these cranks yeah, you want so bad. Um, but yeah, should be good. I shake my head at you. <laughs> I don't know how you do it. You, you, you have willpower, I guess, Tim. I didn't know. Yeah, should be so good. 
Well, guys, do you guys have anything else you want to add to the uh, podcast before we call it a week? No, I think we've uh, we've covered all of the major bases uh, for this week in cycling. Anything well, we got, else that happened didn't matter. That's right. And we got Flanders coming up. We also are about two weeks out from the first race of the Lifetown Grand Prix out at Sea Otter. And lots of other things happening in the bike world that we'll make sure to pass on on the next episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. We'd like to la- thank all the listeners and supporters of the Wide Angle Podium Network. Head over to wideanglepodium.com to see the bevy of shows that we're quite proud to be involved with. We'd also like to thank BK1 of Rhymestars Entertainment for the intro and outro music. And we invite you to follow us and interact with us on Twitter and Instagram at the Slow Ride Pod, where if you visit now, you can see Little Guy's very own rail bike shirt. And with mm-hmm. that, yeah. I am Tim back in Orlando, Florida. I am Matt. Uh, first day taking the rail bike shirt off, but it's being laundered. <laughs> I'll put it back on tomorrow in Minneapolis. And this is Spencer in Boston, uh, reminding you to always wave at all your fellow cyclists that you see out on the road. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod. Dear cycling friends, we accept the fact that we have created the premier gravel and road racing podcast, and we don't think you're crazy to ask us who we think we are. You see us as you want to see us, in the simplest terms, in the most convenient definitions. But what we found out is that each one of us is a hobby blogger, a gravel pro, and a curious newbie. And you can find us on the Wide Angle Podium Network. Does that answer your question? Sincerely yours the Grodio Podcast.